This season turn it up to 10. Sort of like a bad habit, we gon' do it again. Ready or not, we're gonna tie up some ends. Go tell a 36, try to grab all the friends. We're back like we never left. On track like a treble clef. Skip a beat on the seventh rest. Bring feast, we don't pass them over. We got the first fruits, no way to show us. This yoke is easy, this burns light. Even with a loud mouth trying to eat at the mic. Even if we down south, the humidity spike. Bales torn in two, so we gon' be alright. It's all grace till the half goes off. Heretics better run till the top blows off. Got them all stood still like a jaw full of Botox. Time to break them down like a jaw on a blow pop. Don't stop, they're in need of it though. Through grace, by faith, they could easily grow. New wave, new age, new way to see bro. Now one truth, life, one way to his throne. It is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. This is Messiah Matters number 433. We're going to search some things out today. My name is Caleb Hag. Ready to search. I'm Rob Van Hoff. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, welcome RTS. everyone. RTS. Yes. Uh, we're going to have some interesting fun today. We're going to do some things that we've never done before on this show. And after 433 shows, that's hard to believe, but it's hard to believe, I but it's going to happen today. Yes. <laughs> Rob, how's it going, man? It's going very well. Thank Good. you very much. Yes. I still have not changed our producer credits, um, but our producer credits are coming in. So thank you to our producers. Thank you to our supporters. Thank you, everyone in the chat room. It's good to see everybody. We're going to uh, move into this pretty quickly, but first... I'm just going to say a couple things here. Number one, you know, chagatorresource.com. That's the email address. Uh, 253-465-3205. It's 253-465-3205. This is important, and the reason why is because what we're going to do today is we're going to listen to a voicemail that came in on our comment line. So, so see, we do, not only do we listen to our voicemails, but we actually play them on air. Um, yeah, and uh, of course, Messiah Matters, you can go messiahmatters.com. Go find past episodes, find uh, credits, find uh, merch, find all sorts of stuff. Uh, you can read the lyrics of our intro song, listen to our intro song all you want, do whatever you want. It's great fun there. And of course, this show is produced by TorahResource.com. Torah Resource is a great place to find anything that you, uh, all sorts of resources that you might want to find, uh, both free, free and paid. And uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Don't forget about library memberships. You should go get one if you don't have one. Subscribe today to this YouTube channel. 
that is perhaps the most important. I'm always surprised to look at our numbers. We're, uh, we, this show continues to get subscribers on YouTube, which is uh, a blessing and also shocking to us. I think we're um, going viral. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, not, it's t- taken a long time to go to, to get to where we're at. Uh, Ten years ago, I when we started think it's this, called viral. Do, do you, yeah, I don't think so. I, I think I you're don't missing. think that word means what you, <laughs> you think it means. Exactly. Uh, what ten years ago, we thought that this was going to be listened to by twenty-five to thirty people a week, uh, and we made it for twenty-five to thirty people a week we, that we knew. We topped out at thirty-six, of course. We topped out at thirty-six. That's as many as we have. But somehow, the algorithm on YouTube is wrong. They seem to have us at ninety-one hundred subscribers, which is always incredible. Okay. So, as I have already said, we're going to do mm, some stuff yes. today. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do some stuff today that we've never done before. And uh, namely, what we're going to do is we're going to play. Now, normally, what we if we're going to play an audio clip, we will try to keep that audio clip or video clip under a minute and a half. And the reason why is because uh, I think that people tend to wander. They don't like they lose interest if they're, you know, if they're listening to stuff like this. However, this audio clip, it's five minutes and some odd seconds long. We're going to play the thing in its entirety. And the reason why is because I want everyone to hear the whole thing with no edits. I don't want, I, I don't want to be accused in any way of, of misrepresenting or, or anything like that. We're not going to use a real name here. Um, I don't want anyone to think that we are um, favoring anybody or that we are um, putting anyone down or anything like that. So we're going to say that this message, this is not his name, by the way, but we're going to say that this message is from a gentleman named Brandon. John. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is from, we're going to say John. This is from John. And uh, as I have already said, this minute, uh, th- this is uh, this entire uh, voicemail, five minutes and nine seconds. Now, if you lose interest, stick with us because uh, we will be talking about this voice message possibly for the rest of our time. And uh, normally it takes us about 10 to 15 minutes to jump into our topic. Today, four minutes. We're jumping in at four minutes. So maybe we'll have extra time. I don't know. And that's fine. We have other things to talk about if need be. But uh, for now, that's what we're going to, this is what we're going to do. Go ahead and take a listen to John as he uh, leaves his, his voicemail. Yeah, hello. Uh, I got some information for you. It's pretty good. It's about the end times. Uh, first off, I need to tell you this so you can verify it for yourself. You realize uh, the name Jesus, if you check out uh, the Latin name, what it means, it's a Latin name for him. Uh, the Latin uh, J-E and what it means, search that out. And the Latin for S-U-S, search that out. What are the Latin meanings of those two? And you'll see what the name actually means and the original name is i-e-s-o-u-s according to the greek writings which is also meaning healer in the greek which is also if you look it up it says that it's a mythological ancient name i-e-s-o-u-s okay so that's where the name jesus comes from now i'm telling you this for a reason search these things out and you'll see what i'm talking about the reason why I heard it is because before Trump became president, I actually heard a dream, and I heard that he was going to win. And before he lost, the year after he was in, I was in prayer, and I heard in prayer that uh, he's only going to be a president for one term because the second term he would lose, and the fix was in. And I told everybody, everybody I knew, I told them the fix was in. Now. The reason why I'm telling you this because now there's a guy in there called Biden who shouldn't be in there. He he's the one who stole the election from the original, who really won it. But it wasn't him. It was because of all the things that are going on now. You know about all the wokeism going on around these nations, uh, these states and cities, and in this nation and in other nations to boot. Wokeism is getting really bad. Sodom and Gomorrah. Well. I heard in my spirit that Biden, when he became president, was going to be the last president of the United States. Also, after that, just last night, I had a vision or a dream where I was told that the end is coming. So you can put two and two together and figure out. The reason why I told you about the name Jesus is because if you look at Matthew 721, 
through 23, he says, Many who call me Lord, Lord, will not enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. He says, For in that great day, he's talking about the last day, the great day, many will come to me and say, Master, Master, did we prophesy in your name? Did we cast out devils in your name? Did we do mighty works in your name? And he will profess to them, Be gone, workers of lawlessness, I never knew you. Why did they not know him? Because its name... His, excuse me, not its name, but his name is not Jesus, it's Yeshua. And also, they are not following the will of the Heavenly Father, those who are in the false name. Search it out, you'll see, 364 or 361 A.D., Constantine wrote an edict and put it through throughout the world and said, no longer shall the Christians, he considered himself a Christian from the Catholic diocese or whatever. He was converted and became a Christian, and he called himself a Christian. And he said, no longer shall the Christians keep the Sabbath of the Jews, but will work on that day and will keep the day and, and rest on the day of their Lord, Mithra the Sun God. That's very, Everything I said to you is verifiable concerning the name Jesus, concerning Constantine, and so that's why they keep Sunday and not the Sabbath. Now all those that are his keep his Sabbath and are called by his name and not false names. And also one more thing I'm going to share with you. Romans 10, 9, it's actually supposed to be written like this, that if you confess, if you believe with all your heart and confess that Messiah Yeshua is, or that Yeshua is the Messiah, and believe with all your heart that the Heavenly Father is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And all who believe on him shall not be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jewish and non-Jewish. The Heavenly Father is rich unto all who call upon him, and whosoever shall call upon the name of Yah, the Father, shall be saved. Doesn't, doesn't talk about the Son, talks about the Father. Just like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets, and all those who were in the Old Testament, you're supposed to call upon the name of the Heavenly Father and be baptized in the name of the Son. Now, that's real. Now, you've got a platform. Now, go forth and share that because it's important that everybody hears the truth. That end is coming, and those that are in the wrong names will hear, I never knew you, be gone, workers of lawlessness. God bless you. Do the right thing. Goodbye. Okay. So now you've heard the entire thing. Totally unedited. There, I didn't even take out spaces in there. That's That was what we got, the whole thing. Um, so if you're still with us, which I think most people in the chat room are, um, there's a lot, there is a lot to talk about here. And... Um, we're going to just, we're going to roll it back. We're going to roll it back. Now, he said several times, search these things out. Search these things out. Search these things out. Okay, now, first of all, we need to uh, recognize that John here seems to be what I would call Hebrew root sacred name. And so what that would mean is that he is, uh, he's, he seems to be preaching sacred nameism for the name Yeshua. And um, I, I would even I would even say I, I, with a thread of charismatic, which right. I don't know if if that always goes along with sacred name or not. It, it, but there's a but, the so, idea so, is I heard a dream, I heard a dream, so there you go, two plus two. Like the assumption is that the listener is just going, oh wow, I take I, preach it, brother. So you here's the, yeah. So so okay. I mean, honestly, I'm overwhelmed. I've listened to this voicemail probably six or seven times since we got it last week, and uh, and every time I listen to it, there's more stuff that I want to talk about. So let's just start with the fact that he says, "Search it out." In my view, in my personal view, and I could be totally off here, but when somebody says to me, 
search it out. When I see a video and somebody's like, go search it out for yourself. Everything I'm saying is true. You can, you can look it up now. Sometimes. Okay. Fair enough. Especially if it's like, Hey, there's an archeological dig and I want, you know, go look at the data yourself. Fair enough. But when I hear ministries like 119 ministries say, go search it out for yourself, what they're hoping or what they're saying is go search it out where I searched it out. They don't want you to go search it out like at other sources so that they can be proved wrong. And honestly, I think it's kind of, even if they don't realize it, it's a tactic. And that tactic is, if I say go search it out, they'll buy it. They're going to they're gonna believe what I'm saying because I'm telling them, hey, if you go search it out, you can find the same thing. And when we've searched out things that 119 Ministries has done, right? I mean, have we found anything where we've been like, yes, we agree 100% with 119 Ministries on this teaching? No, absolutely not. I remember that Copper Scroll thing was horrible. And that yeah, was that's what, still five, up. Six, that, really? Oh, it's still up, yeah. Oh, that was that was the worst thing. I remember emailing them. I pleaded with them. And it was just like, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know anything about that group now. But in, in any event, what you're saying, Caleb, is that when someone's really enthusiastic, you know, let's look, we're in the end times. And, and then they have a bunch of things that are not from the Bible. Um, something well, so, about Constantine that happened in the fourth century. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on just a second. Let's, why let's people go. keep Sunday. Yeah. Let's and then go. Something let's, about Mithra, right. And all this stuff. And you can search it out. That, that, that's, it, that's, that's just it though, is that uh, there are things that he says that uh, I, and I don't think once again, I think that John is sincere here. I, I don't, I, there is no sense to me that, that he is trying to be deceptive in any way. But to me, this shows a complete lack of being trained how to study. And I'm sorry to yeah, John for that. I, I, you know, I, I get it. I, I don't feel like he's, he's not saying search the scriptures. He's not, he, it is um, things that were supposed to take his word. You know, he had a dream that Trump was going to be president. And then Biden became president because he stole it. And then this is the last president that the United States is going to have. Oh, that's that's the we'll 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 remain anyway, to okay, be get, seen on that, right? Yeah. So I mean, with that kind of stuff, okay, fine. Do I believe that people can have dreams and and have visions from the Lord? Sure, absolutely. I I mean, I think that the Lord can do that kind of stuff today. Um, can we verify that? No, but the scriptures tell us constantly that we're in the end times. So John's not telling us anything new that we're in the end times, the end is near, Christ is coming. Okay. Now, the fact that uh, I, I don't understand why God would give visions to someone about America. The Bible Yeah, that's is, like, so what does this have to do with, like, with Israel? I, I would say, hey, well, t tell me about, you know, <laughs> like, a lot of other nations on the planet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Netanyahu, you talk about, are you getting visions of Netanyahu? Then we might have something like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Okay. Let's go back. Here's what we're going to do. Well, you know, maybe I, he's I, just, maybe because we're in America, we're in, you know, United States based. He's, um, you know, he, he, the idea of the election being stolen and um, uh, uncertainty as to the future of the nation, that's not limited to um, you know, messianic kind of, or I don't, I don't even know very many messianics that are into that, but it's anyway, that's a, that's a different kind of chat what, that's going let's, on out there. Let's go now. Once again, John told us to go search these things out. Guess what? Challenge accepted. I've spent the oh. past couple, I've spent the past couple of days looking oh. at, uh, at uh, the claims here and what John has uh, put forward. And I've even tried to find what he's been looking at. Um, I, I get a very strong feeling of a, a couple of teachers. Uh, now, I don't know that for sure. I don't, I, you know, I didn't talk to John and ask him if he's been listening to, to certain teachers. I but you are searching it out and this is what you found. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I've done some research. I've done some, I've done my homework and uh, I'm not sure, but I'm not getting the same receipts that John is. Let's take a listen to this again. Let's break this down one at a time. Yeah, hello. Uh, I got some information for you. It's pretty good. It's about the end times. Uh, first off, I need to tell you this so you can verify it for yourself. You realize uh, the name Jesus, if you check out uh, the Latin name, 
what it means. It's a Latin name for them. Uh, the Latin uh, J-E and what it means, search Let's let's stop. First of all, uh, the yeah, name the name is... Jesus it does not come from Latin; it comes from Greek. And he even he even uh, tends to tip his hat that way when he says it comes from the original Greek. The Latin uh, he says seek out J E. Well, there is no J in the Latin, so that's not a letter in in the Latin alphabet. So you wouldn't be able to do that anyway. You can't search out J E in the Latin alphabet. Uh, or the words. That's impossible. Now, this this is a claim that uh, has taken shape. I'm I'm guessing where he's going with Jay and Seuss is uh, Hail Zeus, which is a fossilized customs claim. And uh, Lou White claimed that uh, the name Jesus was actually, and of course he got it from somewhere as well, but uh, that the name Jesus actually comes from uh, a, a form of Hail Zeus. This is absolutely not true. Uh, this comes down to if a, if a word sounds like something, then it might be something. My father gives an analogy of this often in his interpreting the Bible uh, teachings. Uh, if something is green, the grass is green. Yeah, he said, this is his analogy. The grass is green and frogs are green. Therefore, frogs must be grass. Now, anyone who hears that knows that's ridiculous. No one thinks that frogs are grass. But it's the same kind of thing with language. People say, well, it sounds this way. Thus, it must be this way. We hear this in Paleo-Hebrew all the time as well. You know, oh, it's like I use this analogy a lot. Uh, If you were to take English and bring it back to Paleo, you know, the Paleo script, well, an M is like water and the O is an ox. And so a mom, when someone says mom, what they're really saying is an ox in water. A wa- ox surrounded by water. Now, you tell your mom that, you're going to get hit with a, a, a sandal across the, the head, right? Of this, No one thinks this. Uh, and, and it's the same with the name Jesus. Just because something sounds like the name Zeus uh, is not actually what's going on. Uh, and anyone who studied language, really studied language, realized that such a claim is absolutely nonsense. In fact, when I went to go look and I did exactly what John told us to do here, I went and looked, tried to look up this, uh, this, these, what he's claiming are these two words. Um, what I found was actually a significant amount of articles, which is good. We're, we're, maybe we're winning the tide here, but I found a significant amount of articles on how, uh, uh, people who, who have studied language think it's ridiculous that people would, would make such claims. In fact, got questions. I'll put this in the show notes and I'll put it on the show notes, uh, uh, page on our website once, uh, by tomorrow afternoon, but got questions has a really good article on this and how ridiculous it is for people to think this. They kind of go through some of the etymology of the name Jesus and, uh, look at how to claim that this is a Latin origin name is ridiculous, but also to try to then break it up and make it sound like other words is just ridiculous. Rob, you're the linguist here. You're the real linguist. Talk to us about uh, about the name Jesus and whether, I mean, yeah, I'd, whether I'd or not it's Hail Zeus. Years ago, I wrote a, a review of that. Uh, oh, what was it called? It's an Aramaic New Testament English right. translation or something like that. It's an Andrew Gabriel Roth. Um, and that's available on our website. You can download it. But that, the claims made there too, that it means Hail Zeus or that, yeah. And so this is a broadly kind of accepted poke at Christianity, trying to say, you silly Christians, you worship on Sunday and you don't even know that you're, you're worshiping Zeus. It's the, it's, um, propaganda uh, to me it, it, it's well it's it's reflective of really low literacy uh, and I, I say that just as a fact it's low biblical literacy it's um people who have been trained or to be satisfied with you know like a strong concordance as like the ceiling of their biblical research um and then making claim there's nothing wrong with the strong concordance but use the tool for what its correctly intended purpose is. But, you know, this the kind of thought that this guy is communicating as good information is really, it's like, it's like he took a, he needed a screwdriver and he's tried, he's using a hammer and he's just, he's just bending everything out of shape. You know, he's, he's making it worse. So 
Um, oh, we haven't even gotten yeah, to the good yeah, stuff it, yet. It, it, and you know, here, here's the thing is that the name Yeshua is brought into Greek right. before Christianity, right? It, it's, we have it in the, the Septuagint, which is a third century BC, at least the earliest starts there, translation of the Hebrew scriptures for Joshua, whom we call the man we call Joshua and other, you know, way of transliterating it into English, but also in the books of the Maccabees in Philo, right? These are not Christian texts. Right. Um, and it, it's just a transliteration of the Aramaic word Yeshua, but there's no SH sound in Greek. So they use a Sigma, right? They use a S sound. And, and the idea is that people who know will pronounce it like a shin, you know? Um, and it's just like Moses, right? It's not, it, it's Moshe, but the Greek didn't have a sh, so they use a sigma. And then in both cases, the S at the end of Moses, the S at the end of Jesus, that has nothing to do with the name. Right. That has to do with the case ending, ending. of yes. the of the inflected language. So, um, because if it's, a, in a, if, if it's an accusative case, you're going to say uh, yesun. If it's in the... The date of it's Yesu, right? It, it it the ending letter changes depending on how the word functions grammatically in, inside the sentence, you know, syntactically, and so even. But that's like that's like a week two or three lesson for first year Greek. That's like that's like you learn the alphabet and then you learn like these basic rules of what it what it means to have an inflected language, you know, with case endings. But a person who's so um, convicted, convinced, I should say, and speaking with with such an air of authority and certainty that hasn't done that much work, even made it to third or fourth week of first year Greek, um, that that is a sad flag. Uh, that's a that's a a sad uh, moment. I think you know of, of how did we get here. How did we get, and, and this, this is not singling this person out, you know, again, I'm not, I, sincerity aside, you know, it, it doesn't, this person could be the most gentle, sincere person you've ever met, but that does not, um, that excuse doesn't the ignorance. protect them or excuse, excuse. Yeah. Um, so hang on, just anyway. saying. So 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 let's just pause real quick. I want to say this uh, for people who want to to I I attempted to uh, take exactly what Rob is is talking about now in the Greek and the endings and and whatnot, and I tried to track the uh, the migration, if you will, of the of the name Yeshua into the modern English Jesus and how we got there. It's an article that's on Torah Resource. I wrote it years ago when I was in first year Greek, actually. I wrote it while I was taking first year Greek from Rob. Um, and I, uh, I, it's called, Is the Name Jesus Pagan? And if you just type in Jesus in the, uh, this will be in your show notes as well for those who receive them. Um, but if you just type in the name Jesus into the search bar on Torah Resource, it'll be, I think, the first article that pops up. I would encourage you to go take a look at the migration of that, of that name. Okay. Let's keep going, uh, but before we keep going, we do need to pause real quick because we have a super chat from Love is Bigger. She says, for not smelling the glue, and so because of that, <laughs> we're going to do this. If you want to add glitter to that glue you're sniffing, that's fine, but don't dump your wackadoo all over us. Weights and measures. You've been blessed. Okay, let's go back to John's uh, voicemail here, and let's keep going. Now, I think after he talks about J-E and S-U-S in the Latin, uh, he's going to talk about end times, and, and we're actually going to probably just skip over the end times portion of this, and the reason why is because, um, once again, it's hard to verify some, you know, whether or not someone's visions are true until the time comes, so we'll see uh, at the end of... Biden's term, if uh, if America ends, uh, if there's another president and whatnot. Now, one of the things that we could actually talk about is whether or not 
um, you know, having a vision like this, from, if you believe that you have a vision from this, like this, from the Lord, what does this mean? Does it mean that you're a prophet? Are you supposed to, you know, he said, I've told everybody that I've known. I've told everybody. Now, why would the Lord give a vision like this to someone? Um, and then the question comes, well, if there is another president and John here is wrong, what does that say about John and his visions? Is yeah, he, is he willing, is he putting his own life on the line here? Hey, question on this. Uh, this is something this, that occurred to me is like, why did he leave a message for Messiah Matters? Because it seems like well, he the says content, at the end, he says at the end, he says, you what have he, a platform, now go tell everybody. You have a duty yeah, to tell he, everybody. But what he what he is advocating are views that if he knew, really knew who we were and what, what we talk about and the perspective that we are we are trying to, you know, encourage people to to adopt or at least reflect upon, he had to know that it was going to go through the meat grinder. Or through the filter. Uh, no, he didn't. I, we have people. I had a. I got a message today. Thank you so. This is on show four eighteen. Thank you so much for this. I agree with Rob. Blah blah. Just found your podcast two days ago. So I mean, we. You okay, know, so it could be a. Brand we've had a. Yeah, in the past couple of weeks, we've had one hundred and eighteen new subscribers. So you know, John may or may not know who we are, or the fact that his voicemail okay, is going enough. to just be uh, picked apart. Um, and, but if, if you've listened to this show at all, then you will know, you'll know that, that this is exactly what we do. Um, uh, unashamed of Jesus says, do you think English translators use Jesus instead of Joshua to prevent confusion, confusion with Joshua? No, I don't. Uh, here's something that a lot of people may not realize. Well, I have an opinion on that, but go ahead. You do your, first okay. I, I'll, I'll go first and then Rob can tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I, I, I think that there is a difference and I, Almost every Hebrew teacher, almost every preacher that you listen to, they're going to say the name uh, Yeshua comes from Yehoshua. And there is some truth to this, that this is behind the, um, this is behind the name. Yehoshua means God saves. Yeshua is a, a name form of the word Yesha, to save. And I actually think that they're different. Yeshua is different than Yehoshua. They're spelled differently. They are different. And when the angel says, you shall call his name Jesus, or you shall call his name Yeshua, because he will Yesha. Now, I, now once again, I know that Luke was not written in Hebrew, but I'm, I'm saying if we think about what this would have meant in the Hebrew language, you, you will call his name Yeshua, not Yehoshua, but Yeshua, for he will save his people. He will Yesha his people from their sins. And so I, I actually think that there is a difference between the name Yahoshua and the name Yeshua, and I think that this is reflected in the English. I think that the people who, who translate into English realize the difference. Rob? Yeah, I think that um, I, I have a slightly nuanced view on that, and it's just based on looking at, like, the text evidence, you know, because that, that's basically what I sure. come down to as, a, as a, an important... It's not the only thing, but it but it's an important view. It's like, okay, what are what do we have with our original language text? What do we have with early translation and transmission history and stuff like that? And inscriptions, you know. So what are what's the evidence from all that? It seems to me, in, in my estimation, that when you have, if we just limit ourselves to the Tanakh in in uh, Hebrew and Aramaic, you have Yehoshua for Joshua, son of Bin Nun, right? Son of Nun. And later it, in the late books of the Tanakh, like Ezra and Nehemiah and maybe Chronicles, he's he's called Yeshua Bin Nun. And and uh, yep. there's also we have Yeho places where Yehoshua ben Sadok is mentioned or Yehotzadak is mentioned and then he's also called Yeshua. So we have at least two figures. It again, we're not even looking at translation. We're just looking at the Tanakh in its original language, primarily Hebrew with some Aramaic. That it seems to be by the Persian period, by the end of the Persian period, Yeshua was a name of 
a shorthand way to refer to people whose names fully was Yehoshua. When by the third century BC, when when the Tanakh, at least the project of the Tanakh to be translated into Greek, Greek begins, probably with Deuteronomy and ultimately the rest of the Torah, and then the prophets, etc. The the translators at that time, the Jewish translators, main language was likely Aramaic. Greek and Hebrew were not their main languages, but Aramaic, and. Uh, not that they didn't know Hebrew or Greek, they knew those languages, but Aramaic was kind of like the the substructure of their language. And so when they went to interpret the Hebrew Bible and render it into Greek, it went through an Aramaic kind of filtration in their brain. And this is there's been really good doctoral work on this. Um, I don't remember the scholar wrote a book on there's a footnote specifically on uh, Isaiah, the Greek translation of Isaiah. There's a lot of difficulties when people look at the Greek translation of Isaiah over against the Hebrew. They're like, huh, what's going on with these places? It's like they didn't understand Hebrew. And the answer is, and this scholar grew up tr uh, knowing three languages. He was trilingual. He knew Japanese, English, and then a third, and I don't know what the third language was, but he grew up and he, that's how he understood this model. He's like, oh, they grew up and Aramaic was their main language. Hebrew and Greek were secondary languages, uh, languages of scholarship. And when they did the translation, they read the Hebrew and it went through an Aramaic filter. And that's why they came up with the Greek solution they did. And it actually was a published dissertation. Um, I think Daniel Bach was even um, one of the uh, advisors. Block, yeah. Daniel Block, yeah. Block, Block, yeah, sorry, not, not Block, Block, Daniel Block. Um, but in any event, so it's uh, when when the Greek translation done by Jews, again, this is before Christianity, right? This is BC. They took the name Yeshua. They, they were confronted with two names for the same guy in the bulk, in the body of the Tanakh. Wow. We call him Yehoshua here. We call him Yeshua here. That was true for Joshua, son of Nun, and Joshua, son of Yehotzadak. What they did is they stuck with the Aramaic one and they transliterated that into Greek. And then they just used that everywhere. They had retroactively put it. So everywhere in the Torah, Greek Torah, where the Hebrew says Yehoshua, the Aramaic, uh, the, they used the Aramaic transliteration into Greek, which is looks like Yesu, which with the sigma Yesus. Um, right. and, and that followed into, that was just the accepted that, that came into the Maccabees, Philo, when they're talking about Joshua Ben Nun now, but then what happens is by the, where we get the Vulgate, the Latin. Now you have Jerome who's trying to, he's got these different Latin Bible trans, uh, traditions and he's trying to come up with, okay, we need an official translation of the old Testament in, in Latin. He goes back and he separates those out now. And he says, no, we need to, we need to have an O-vowel. This is where we get Joshua. We don't get Joshua from Greek. We get it from the Latin, Joshua. But we add the S-H. If you look at the Latin, it's Yosue. Yosue. Because, uh, remember, he, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerome is trying to separate this back out again. He sees where... The, the Greek had conflated and used Yeshua for all the Tanakh, uh, which he's like, well, that's actually masking that he, his name was Joshua. Anyway, so, so in my view, the separation we have now in English between Joshua and Jesus is comes to us through Jerome's refiltration that happened. Um. But and, and here's here's an example in the epistle to the Hebrews and maybe and, and also in Stephen's speech in Acts 7, I believe. So in, in Acts 7 and in the epistle of Hebrews, there's references to Joshua, son of Nun. And the Greek just has Yeshua. The Greek right. just refers to them Jesus, as the same yeah. name. So and uh that I mean 
my view is like, well, what what's the best explanation, you know, for all this? And in my view, the best explanation is that you had a primarily Aramaic speaking Jewish community coming out of the Persian period, and they just used a shorthand for Joshua. They just called him Yeshua, even though they knew when they read the Torah, it was Yehoshua, they still, in the same way we have Pascha, right? They didn't say, they didn't preserve Pesach, they preserved the word Pascha. They didn't preserve the word Shabbat, but Sabbatha. They didn't preserve the word Man, but Manna, right? All these, these all reflect the, a core infrastructure of, of cognitive uh, language, cognitive linguistically, as Aramaic being, being their main language, which is, which makes sense historically. So anyway, I know that was an okay, okay. way too so, long. So, so uh, hang on. I will concede to Rob's point here, his, uh, his, his 10-minute point, but, uh, and, and say that uh, disregard what I said, I, I'm convinced. Uh, let's keep going. I want to... So I, well, thank I, you for indul- uh, indulging that, me. Too. That is... Uh, not, well, I think those kind of things are fascinating because okay, we, okay. we, we talk about the history of, of uh, language, and, and that is fascinating to me. Let's keep going, though. I want to now move to uh, minute 212. Let's hear what John had to say here. The reason why I told you about the name Jesus is because if you look at Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he says, Many who call me Lord, Lord, will not enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. He says, For in that great day, he's talking about the last day, the great day, Many will come to me and say, Master, Master, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we do mighty works in your name? And he will profess to them, be gone workers of lawlessness, I never knew you. Why did they not know him? Because its name, his, excuse me, not its name, but his name is not Jesus, it's Yeshua. Okay, so yeah, we got to pause here. Here's the thing is that uh, I've heard this from multiple uh, people, uh, teachers like Berkson and, and other heretics. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> He, he, it, he, this he, is this is not this guy, but whoever taught this guy this, yeah, idiot, wrong. idiot, idiot. It, yeah. It, can I just say something for? Please. It says, "I never knew you." Right. Yeshua is the one. He says the reason they never knew him. No. Would you? Can you go back and play? I'm pretty sure he takes Yeshua's words, which are, "I depart from me, I never knew you." You, you right? To, I never knew to, you. To them saying, well, the reason they never knew him. Right. Let's listen again. Many will come to me and say, Master, Master, did we prophesy in your name? Did we cast out devils in your name? Did we do mighty works in your name? And he will profess to them, be gone workers of lawlessness, I never knew you. Why did they not know him? Because it's name. He twists it. Yep. He changes Yeshua's words, I never knew you, to they never knew him. Right. Those are different. They might sound the same on the surface. But they're not. <laughs> you, we have to. We have to go back to like. We have to understand. Like Jer- Jeremiah one well, is such a beautiful one, right? Hang on, while you're looking, Mary Murphy brings a great point into the into the conversation. This is something that I've said on this show many, 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 many times. She says, "Is it too much of a stretch to understand the name as character versus literal letters of sacred namers?" Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you, a person who has faith in their heart that Christ has risen from the dead and has saved them from their sins. Abraham didn't know the name. Moses didn't know the name, right? What they knew was that they had a covenant relationship with God. This is what they knew. And the fact of the matter is, is that a name is a person's character within biblical language. To know someone is covenant relationship. It has nothing to do with a title that you're that you're placing on someone. So this is this is conflated from the very beginning, and this is nonsense. It is absolute nonsense, and it is anti-Bible. Constantly, the Bible talks about our relationship with God. It has nothing to do with what you what you call God. Now, people are going to say to me things like, "Well, what about the name Allah? Can you call God Allah and still know Him?" The fact of the matter is, is that there are people who have come out of Islam and will tell you it's not the same God. Yeah, you are exactly. not believing in the same God. Right. And, and this is so important to Caleb, your point, to, to having something we call the Holy Bible. Canon. 
canon exactly. matters because yeah. it constrains, it builds us and constrains our, it constrains our wayward thoughts and it, it directs our thoughts to the things of God's kingdom over and over and over again. And that's what get renewed. I wanted to share Jeremiah 1, 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about what we call the doctrines of grace. At least we're touching upon it. I never knew you means you're not mine. Right. It has nothing to do with their works. It has nothing to do with their knowledge. It has nothing to do with, oh, they, if those people only knew and they, they had, they had wrong. He's, his, his twist, this listener's twist is to, is to deflect from Yeshua's statement of sovereignty. I never knew you and make it about personal knowledge that if you just have the right knowledge that, and that is dangerous because that now starts to go into the black hole of Gnosticism. Yes. The, the idea that you have to have special knowledge and that what divides the uh, Sunday-keeping Christians from the true whatever whatever this person's belief is, is special knowledge. And then that then is highly problematic because now we're getting into a religion of works rather than grace and, and um, you know, justification by faith. Right. And, and so I, I see all these things as uh back backdrop stuff where I'm not getting a sense of a rooted faith in this man. That is, that well, is, I, a rooted, I don't want to say, long-term... I don't want to say, I don't want to well, say, okay, well, here's I, I want to say misguided. I want to say misguided, probably listening to horrible teachers. If he has a teacher, but the it's seed probably... he's spreading is the seed of weeds. I agree with that. But is that because he doesn't have true faith or is it because he, I, I would say it's because he has been, uh, he has been spoon fed poison. He's and, listening and to the wrong. I, I he's, listening yeah, he's listening to the wrong to... person. Yeah. He's listening but, but, to the wrong but, person. Okay. So, but then right there, so, oh, well, Robin Caleb, now you're saying it's about special knowledge and he lacks a special knowledge. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say he, his, I'm coming from a, a belief that character formation in uh, a community of believers where there are people preaching the word of God from the original languages, not this made up crap of word pictures and weird associations like, oh, it's means Zeus. Like those are, those are false teachings. Well, it, saw, it, it, you're, what you're getting into now is how he's doing research. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm right. Of course I'm right. Look, he, he talks about this in uh, at, at, uh, t- at minute 259. Let's listen to this, okay? Because once again, what, what you're talking about and how he's doing his research, what he's listening to really comes out when he starts talking about Sunday worship and Constantine. Let's listen to this real quick. Search it out. You'll see 364 or 361 AD. Constantine wrote an edict and put it through throughout the world and said... No longer shall the Christians, he considered himself a Christian from the Catholic diocese or whatever. He was converted and became a Christian, and he called himself a Christian. And he said, no longer shall the Christians keep the Sabbath of the Jews, but will work on that day and will keep the day and and rest on the day of their Lord, Mithra the Sun God. Okay, we had to listen to the whole that whole statement there because we have to talk to the whole statement. First of all, he says in 364 or 361, Constantine made a decree. There's and that would and that might do we have an audio clip? Which one? And that is proves to be a oh. lie. <laughs> <laughs> you want this one? The lie detector test determined that was a lie. It could be a memory. It could be just a memory. Hang on just a sec. Constantine died on May 22nd, 337. Okay. Now I know what people will say here. Okay. Well, the guy got hit. The guy got his his memory. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But this is not where the, the end of this, 
uh, it goes. I, I'm not exactly sure what it is he is attempting to reference. And, and the reason I say that is because I think he's conflating three different things and putting them all into one. I yeah. really, really looked at this. I really tried to find what he was looking at. So in 321 AD, Constantine decreed, and this is a quote, on the venerable day of the sun, let the magistrates and people residing in cities rest and let all workshops be closed, end quote. Okay, now I thought, you know what? Uh, maybe there's some context to this. By the way, this is in uh, Codex Je uh, Justinianus, Justin non I, I don't know how to say it. Um, and I will give you references in, in your show notes. I went and found an, uh, a, another translation of this. This is the entire quote. Let all the judges, the peoples of cities, and those employed in all trades remain quiet on the holy day of Sunday. Persons residing in the country, however, can freely and lawfully proceed with the cultivation of the fields, as it frequently happens that the sowing of grain or the planting of vines cannot be deferred to a more suitable day, and by making uh, concessions to heaven, uh, the advantage of the time may be lost. Okay, that's the whole quote. Now, within the entire document, there is not one, not one reference to Mithras. Not one. So he says at the end that all the Christians are to celebrate the day to Mithras. This is not found anywhere in the entire document. That's number one. I think that the idea that, uh, that uh, the Christians had to work on Shabbat or on the Sabbath, I think he's getting this, I, I think uh, he's getting this from the Council of Laodicea, which took place in 363 to 364. This would actually make sense since he references 364 or 361. So I think that he's actually mixing these two up. And of course, we've talked about this many times. Canon 29 says... Um, uh, says that that uh, the Jews should work or the Christians should work on Shabbat, and why? So that because they didn't want to be viewed as Judaizers. Now, I've spoken many times against the Council of Laodicea. I think it's heretical. I think that uh, this council was not only wrong, but I mean, when when Luther says, therefore, not only can the Pope err, but councils can err as well. I, my mind directly goes to the Council of Laodicea. But this was not done by Constantine. Constantine was long dead by this time. And so the notion that, that Constantine changes the Sabbath, here's the when, other thing. What year was that? Is that still 4th century or is that 5th? It's that's still fourth century. It's later though. It's it's about 40 years after after uh 20, I'm sorry, 20 years after Constantine dies. That's not right. 40 years after Constantine dies. So I, my time. That's are probably anyway. what he's thinking about because that's. I just did a quick search. I don't even know where this, but on on Google, three sixty three three sixty four is where it's dating Council of Laodicea. Right, right. So and that's so here, closer to the date that he gave. Right. Here's the thing, though, is that Constantine. Now, people might say, "Well, okay, maybe it wasn't Constantine. He just got mixed up." This is something that we hear preached all the time. Constantine uh, changed the Sabbath to Sunday. This is not true. Constantine becomes a Christian. When we say he becomes a Christian, he didn't get baptized until he was on his deathbed. That's number one. Number two, he believed in a pantheon, and he believed that Jesus was part of that pantheon. He did not believe that Jesus was the only God. At least that's what it seems like from his from his writings, from what other people say about him, not necessarily what he wrote, but what other people say about him, okay? Here's the thing, is that uh, Constantine desperately wants uh, Christian doctrine to be seen as legitimate. Constantine isn't making doctrine. A lot of people think that like at the Council of Nicaea, Constantine was the one who, who made all these uh, ideas. No, he paid for it. He paid for the council to come together. And then the church, do the, the church uh, bishops and the, and the leadership of the church were the ones who actually made the doctrine. Constantine, there's, there's debates on whether or not Constantine even stuck around. He opened up the proceedings and then he's not talked about anymore. So in this case... In 321, when Constantine makes this decree that the Christians are supposed to rest on Sunday, it's not because he's changing anything. What Constantine is doing is he is actually affirming what has already been established as Christian doctrine. This has already taken place. All he's doing is telling the pagans, hey, you got to rest on the Christian Sabbath. That's all he's doing. He's not changing anything. This is well-established Christian doctrine, and we see this 
throughout the writings of the church fathers up until, and now I know that there isn't a whole lot of church fathers that we have uh, retained until this time period. But the point simply is this, the Christians already met on Sunday. The shift had already been made. Constantine is not responsible for this. And here's the thing, is that our friend John here says, go search these things out. It does not take very many Google searches. And by the way, if you're just using Google, you're, you're probably going to run into problems anyway. And this is the joy of having libraries and uh, buying books, is that we can look these things up in, in uh, more uh, credible witnesses than Wikipedia. But here's the thing. Even on Google, it doesn't take long to realize that John here is way off track. Whatever he thinks he has researched, you're wrong. And not only are you wrong, you're not wrong a little bit. You're wrong on every aspect of this. You have missed the mark 100% on this. So the question that I would have is, why should we believe anything else that you have to say? Why would we keep going with what you're saying? You have completely discredited yourself because whatever research you think you've done is totally wrong. Not only on the name Jesus, but also on this. Do you want to say anything? We're, we're coming down to the end of our time, but I, I desperately want to get to his translation of, of Romans. The Romans 10. Yeah, let's do yes. that. Yeah, because that's just another example. Like he did the same thing with, he changed. One thing before we go to the Romans is that in the Matthew 7 passage, the first time he said it, he said, Lord, Lord. Then he said it again, Master, Master. Now, the Greek is the same. Kyrie, Kyrie, right? So I wondered, was that a trans... Does it sound like he's using a popular Hebrew roots New Testament translation or, or paraphrase? This is so because, bad. Because there's stuff that's that he added into his Matthew 7 quote, and he, and we're going to see the same thing in the Romans 10 quote. And what I'm wondering is what's not clear, is he reading? And then he's like, add, he's like departing and then kind of adding some... Yeah, is it a translation or is it a John's amplified Bible and then coming back? Uh, Or is he just looking at a King James and then just like interpreting the King James into his paraphrase universe (laughs) on the fly? So Um, from there's there was a statement in here. I don't I don't remember exactly what the statement was. He says you need to call on the on Yah and not on. Yeah. So so this reminds me of a of like a fossilized customs type of Bible or a. I get a strong anti deity. Hallelujah Bible. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah. I get a strong anti deity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I think I think that if we were able to sit down and talk to John, I think what we would find is that John uh, possibly possibly rejects the deity of Christ, and the, and it's because of a couple of things he says. His oh, translation, yeah, yeah. his translation of Romans, however, is the most egregious, and it certainly takes out the 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 uh, deity statements. Here, let's listen to what John has to say. Romans 10, 9, it's actually supposed to be written like this, that if you confess, if you believe with all your heart and confess that Messiah Yeshua is, or that Yeshua is the Messiah. Stop right there. with all your heart that the Heavenly Father is raised from the dead. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's wrong. His his Romans 10, 9, he's changed. He's, He's saying this is the way it should be written. Paul, move over, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let me, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul was wrong. Hold, yeah, hold my beer. I, I'm going to tell you how it really is. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, this the, the reason. And uh, so, once again, going back to to language, it, th- this text is so important uh, to read. Uh, at least with, you don't even have to know Greek. If you just simply know a couple of words, and you, I mean, just look at the word kurios. Kurios is really the 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 uh, the hook that we're going to hang our hat on in this passage. And the reason why is because kurios in the Septuagint, in the Greek translation of the Tanakh, is uh, is what tr- translates the uh, sacred name of God. It, it's something outrageous. It's something like ninety five or ninety eight percent of the time. It, it is huge. The name yod heh is translated kurios. Paul certainly knows this, right? There's no doubt that Paul is aware that kurios is how you translate yod heh into the Greek Septuagint. So when he says, but I say, surely, uh, surely Israel, uh, 
what did I say? Is it 10.9? Sorry, my bad. I'm actually in the wrong verse. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as kurios, he uses the word kurios here. This right, is important. Right. And there, there, if you want to, we do have a, a papyrus 46, P46, which is dated to around the year 200, has kurios, it has kurios yesun Christon. So it's still Kurion Yesun Christon. So it it has, if you want to translate Christos back into Messiah, that's fine. But you still have the as Lord. It it doesn't eliminate it, he's making up a text that does not exist. He's making up a text that does not exist. P46 okay. reads, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So if you if you want to have a look at the manuscript evidence to look for the word Christos, which is properly translated as, as Mashiach or Messiah, that's not a problem. You still it it doesn't help his case. Well, but hang on just a sec though, because it, look, this is so important. Because what does what does Paul do in Romans nine or Romans ten rather? I'm sorry, he says. For Scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the Lord is Lord of all abounding in riches for all. By the way, that Lord is kurios again. All right, abounding right, right. in riches for all who call on him. And then he quotes. What does he quote? He quotes uh, Joel. In the English, it's Joel 2.32. In the uh, in the Greek uh, Septuagint, I believe it's 3.5. Yeah, it's 3.5. He quotes Joel 3.5 of the Septuagint. He says, everyone who calls on the name of the kurios will be saved. He is quoting Joel. This is a this is a deity statement. This passage is full of Paul proclaiming Christ as deity. He is proclaiming that Yeshua is Yod Hey Vav Hey. And so, what our our friend John here is doing is trying to erase that, whether he knows it or not. And so that's why you're saying it's it, it's dangerous, also because it's a little bit sloppy if he doesn't know it. Unless he's deliberately anti-deity. It's then, not a little bit it, sloppy. It is a lot sloppy. Yeah. Let's listen. Let's let's listen to it again. We'll, we'll pause again. Let's listen again. If you confess, if you believe with all your heart and confess that Messiah Yeshua is, or that Yeshua is the Messiah. He changes right there from Lord. He which He doesn't want to say Lord. He doesn't want to say, want to say Lord. He wants Lord. to say Messiah. Right. 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 So this would, be, this would be Christos. But it's not. It's Kurios. Right. And believe with all your heart that the Heavenly Father is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And all who believe on him shall not be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jewish and non-Jewish. The Heavenly Father is... He changes that as well, doesn't he? Jewish and non-Jewish. That's, that's minor, I know, but I noticed that. Is this a translation? It, I don't know. Let's keep going. He's getting into he's getting into uh, twelve and, and thirteen here. Non-Jewish, the heavenly Father is rich unto all who call upon him, and whosoever shall call upon the name of Yah, the Father, shall be saved. Doesn't? And once again, he changes this. He changes this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Kurios or of Kurios will be saved. So he changes this to heavenly Father. Heavenly Father is a Mormon term. Most of the time. Now, I'm not saying that he's Mormon, but if you listen, Mormon, Mormonism believes that the Father is a, is a higher being than the Spirit and the Son, and that Heavenly Father, the, the title is Heavenly Father. So that doesn't mean anything. He could just be using the term Heavenly Father, but he uses it over and over again, and he, he implants it into the, his translations of, of Roman 10. Romans 10. I didn't catch that until just now. He says it multiple times, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. Are we getting maybe an ex-Mormon here? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Do we, do we want to play the game? We want to play the game? I want to play the game. For those who don't listen to our uh, Friday show, which is called Mystery Bible Theater 3000, uh, we like to play a little game, What's on His Bookshelf? And I'm going to say that uh, Fossilized Cussing 
is on his bookshelf. Anything else, Rob? I got a couple more. Oh, no, I was just looking at a Natty Bumpo yep. or something like that. Yeah. TS2. Yeah, oh, that, oh, that's why. So, uh, yeah. Natty, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but look, the, he's, he's, he's quoting the TS 2009. What's the scriptures, that? the scriptures 2009. That's it. So that's probably where Natty's getting it from. Oh yeah. That's probably where Dave is getting it from. He's probably reading the scriptures 2009. Okay. Well that, yeah. And I, and, and I, I agree with you. Natty's wrong. The whole essence of the, or the whole context of the passage is Yeshua being the Messiah. No, that's not true. The whole uh, context is Yeshua being God. As I think can be seen pretty clearly from the, the language that's used. Now I, I know we'll probably disagree with, uh, on that, but, uh, but ultimately this is, this is a, this is certainly a, a deity text. All right. All of that to say this. Uh, what were we calling him? John? John, uh, we have tested. Uh, we have gone and we have researched. We have tested. And uh, we have found that your uh, claims are not only wrong, but are extremely sloppy, lack any real research, and uh, rewrite history in many, many, many different ways. And uh, because of that, uh, we would tell people, uh, yes, we do have a platform. We have a platform that continues to grow, and we are so grateful to the Lord for that. And what we would tell people from this platform that I will yell from this platform is, do not listen to such nonsense. This is absolutely wrong. What our friend John here has said is absolutely nonsense. It is not true. It is not historically accurate. It can't be supported by the, the history. It can't be supported by anything. And the reason why is because it is false. And just what our soundboard said, right? The lie detector determined that the lie was detector a test lie. determined that was a lie. <laughs> so, um, this has taken in a whole show. I'm happy that uh, we were able to respond to something like this, and uh, I hope that this does not detour people from <laughs> calling us and leaving messages. Um, but just know if you're going to make claims and tell us to search things out and then tell us to preach it from our platform, that's probably what we're going to do. We're going to go search it out and we are going to give our honest opinion on it. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. All right. Um, I'm going to give you ways to get a hold of us. Get a pen ready. C Hag, C H E G G at torresource.com, C H E G G at torresource.com. You can also call our comment line, 253 465 3205. It's 253-465-3205. I'll start a music and then I'll bring up our credits. We want to thank everyone. Uh, and we hope that this uh, conversation has done at least one thing. What is that? That is to glorify our great God and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. Why? Well, you know why. Because Messiah matters. Yeah.